Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. Case. <laughs> Lil Barron. How are you? I'm doing good. Today's a good day. It's a good day. Yeah, just things are going great. Yeah. Today, Lil, we're we're just we're gonna do it again. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about cognitive health. Oh, okay. Now you thought we we're gonna did. talk about Cheetos, <laughs> not being able to eat your Cheetos, right? No, today we're gonna talk about cognitive okay. health, and I'm gonna tell you, like, this is something that is constantly oh, on my mind. Absolutely, and that pun is actually intended because I've got a family history of Alzheimer's and dementia, and I just I know people, and we see it. We see that it's a big deal. So, yeah. listen, we all know that you gotta brush your teeth mm -hmm. if you're gonna prevent cavities. Everybody right. knows you gotta work out if you want to strengthen your muscles mm -hmm. and that we ought to wear sunscreen when we're outside <laughs> right. to protect ourselves. Right. <laughs> but we also need to remember that there are some things that we can do to keep our brains sharp and healthy and strong. And I want to talk a little bit about a few of those things today. Perfect. So they did a, a study in 2019. This won't come as a surprise to anybody, I don't think, but they did a study of 200,000 adults. Wow. So this is a giant study. This isn't one of those, well, you know, 10 people had right. this result. And, no, this is a big one. 200,000 adults. They found that those who had a healthier lifestyle were less likely to develop dementia over the course of the eight years of the study. Hmm. So even if they were genetically at risk for dementia, Having an active, healthy lifestyle meant that they were less mm. likely to go down that road. Mm -hmm. And then they did another study in 2020 and they came to the, the same conclusion. So there um, is something about just yeah. being actively healthy and pursuing a healthy mm -hmm. lifestyle that can uh, make our, our minds strong and mm -hmm. lessen our chance for dementia as well. According to Dr. Douglas Share, the best thing we can do is to do all kinds of different things that exercise our brains in different ways. Oh. So he says, variety is great. The more you do with your brain, typically the better it is. And uh, so I, I have a list of exercises for a brain that can help us just get started. Let's get it. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> the first one is to work out. Okay. Now we've talked a lot mm -hmm. on the show yeah. about the connection between the heart and the brain. So yeah. it seems that one of the very best things that you can do for better cognition is physical exercise. So okay. it increases blood flow to the brain. It reduces the risk of stroke, high blood pressure, and diabetes. All three are risk factors for developing memory problems. Uh, it also lowers inflammation, uh, which has been implicated in dementia. In fact, hmm. in a 2023 study, so just a recent one yeah. uh, of 1,300 women, 65 and older, they found that for every 31 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity that a participant did every day, she had a 21% lower risk of developing dementia. Wow. That's, that's huge. That's, that's, that is. that's a big one, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, a 2022 meta-analysis conducted uh, and concluded that people who regularly participated in walking, running, swimming, bicycling, dancing, yoga, sports and exercise machines had a 17% lower risk of developing dementia than those who didn't. So physical activity yeah. has got to be on everybody's list. Now yeah. that, there's no silver bullets, right? You know, that doesn't, right. that doesn't guarantee anything or everything, but it's a, a significant yeah. impact. So physical activity. Number two, I love this one. I think you'll like it too. Okay. Play a sport. Oh, So not just exercise, but actually play a sport. So if you want to take the benefits of exercise to a whole new level, consider a sport that requires you to play with other people as well. Oh. So on top of the physical exercise research shows that sports require you to make quick decisions and solve problems. 
uh, such as where's my teammate or should I run faster or which strategic play might work best right now. All those things are going on uh-huh. as well as the physical activity. And it gives you the opportunity to socialize mm-hmm. with others as well. And that brings us to the next one, which is to socialize. Oh. Okay. So number three, socialize seriously, getting together with people is extremely good for your brain. You have to use your eyes to see their expressions, their nonverbal communication cues. You pick up things that way and you make judgments, explains Dr. Cher. They tell a story. You're reminiscing. You think, oh, in regard to that topic, I have a great story to tell. And then you share your story as well. Back to his initial advice of do a lot of things with your brain. Social activity keeps your brain very, very engaged and can give a a bit of a brain boost there. Number four, I'm not going to get into this, but I'm just going to say it. Do some math. And then I'm just going to leave it. Thank you. Number five, <laughs> learn a new language. Oh, I know that there are some of us here yes. in the office that are working on Duolingo. Yes, There's lots of opportunities to mm-hmm. learn a new language that are freely available now. Uh-huh. Number six is to become a puzzler. Oh. So doing a variety of puzzles is the key here since different ones engage different parts of your brain, but number games, crosswords, jigsaw puzzles, word games, all of these are particularly helpful. Uh, this is one that I'm actually doing myself, and that is learning how to play an instrument. Really? So my mom was an excellent piano player, Uh just phenomenal. And she tried so hard to teach (laughs) all of us kids to play the piano. She has six kids. None of us play. (laughs) It's a regret that I have. And I remember as an eight-year-old sitting on the piano bench with my legs dangling and my mom saying, you're going to regret not learning. And I was like, yeah, right. I'm not going to regret this. I hate this. I regret it. But I have decided to to uh, pick up guitar lessons, which is something I always wanted to do more than the piano. I wanted to play the guitar. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible at it. I'm no good at all, but I am learning slowly. I'm picking up a few chords here and there. You so, know, I play the piano, right? No, I didn't, Me but too. I have seen you lead music before at, at a funeral. So I thought there must be some training there. <laughs> anyway, performing music requires you to mix the physicality of touch mm-hmm. with remembering and hearing in a short amount of time. So it's good for you. Number eight is to meditate. Oh, and then the last one on the list is to sleep. Oh. And we know, we know that sleep is <laughs> important, know. right? And yes. we know that it's also not easy to do sometimes. <laughs> it does keep your brain strong. So huh, good. Ooh, today's guest. Yes. Today's guest. We are pleased to have with us two-time Olympian Marsha Mark Baird, who competed for Trinidad and Tobago in Sydney in 2000, and then in Athens, Greece in 2004. Mm -hmm. She is a heptathlete who retired after the 2004 season, but then she resumed training and competing over a decade later. And since she first started master's competitions, she's achieved 10 champion titles, including setting a world record in the women's four by 100 meter relay in her very first competition. Marsha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We're uh, so excited to visit with you and kind of hear some of your stories and your experiences. Um, I got to ask you this because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Olympics. I don't watch all the sports. Like I know that UConn won the NCAA championship, (laughs) uh, but only because it was on the TV when I was at the gym on my treadmill. I just, I I mean, I try, I try to stay informed, but it's not (laughs) something that I follow a lot, but when the Olympics come on, I I love to watch the Olympics. Yeah, I just yeah. love that idea of all the multiple sports. And a lot of times these sports that don't get a lot of media time get a little bit more during the Olympics. But I got to ask you this. I've had the opportunity to, to go to Athens, Greece. What was it like competing in the birthplace of the Olympics in Athens, Greece in 2004? You know, it was breathtaking. 
because mm-hmm. there is so much history there and just oh. ancient everywhere you turn around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, just it's, it was an honor to think, wow, this is where it all began. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that that's amazing. Wow. I had a chance to go to the uh to the Olympic Stadium and then some of the ancient sites as well where mm-hmm. they they held Olympic games and um yeah, you're right. Every time you turn around you're like stumbling over this ancient artifact, you know. It's just surrounding you everywhere you go, but to be there <laughs> For me, being a part of, uh, you know, the kind of the Olympic movement was really special. I can only imagine as an athlete how right. just tremendous that must have been. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Not at all. Like, I really am here. Pinch me. <laughs> yeah, pick me up. I'm here. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I want to talk a little bit about your sport. So heptathlon, for those of us who might not be familiar with it, tell us what is the heptathlon? So I would love to, because a lot of people think it has to do with biking or swimming, which is obviously triathlon. Right. Mm-hmm. So I try to say it's all track and field events. Um, it's seven events over two days. And the order of the events is the 100 meter hurdles, uh, the high jump, the shot, but then the 200, then we get a night's rest, and then we come back and do the long jump, the javelin and the 800. Oh, I didn't realize that there was a specific order to it. That's new to me. Yes, it has to be in that order. Okay, that's interesting. So they start with the with the hurdles, and then they end with the eight hundred, and then, like you said, kind of just throw everything else in the middle. Well, everything else in sequential order. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So when you do different meets, um, like Olympics, is way different than regular meets because in regular meets we get a half an hour break between each event. So let's say they have four heats in the hurdles. When the fourth hurdle heat is finished, they will start the clock and we have 30 minutes to do all our warmups, get our high jump going. And then they will start the high jump 30 minutes after that event is done. But for Olympics, way different experience. I had no idea, but we ran the hurdles in the morning um, maybe did the high jump 11 o'clock, came back at six o'clock to do the shot put and then ran the 800 at 8 p.m. at night. And so they have to work you in between the other events because it's all televised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that probably has a lot to do with uh, with the television and the timing and, mm-hmm. and all those things. So do you feel like that was an advantage or a disadvantage? It actually was an advantage because we got a lot more rest. A little more rest. Yeah. Um, it kind of had its disadvantage at the same time because you have to warm up all over again every time. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other way, you just go straight through and you warm up the start of the events and basically you're warm the entire time. So it had its pros and cons, but at the same time, as a heptathlete, you're used to shifting from one event to the next event anyway, because a practice day does involve like two or three events in one day of practicing, not just I show up and I run, I have to throw, I have to jump, I have to hurdle. And so it's a mix of everything. So you become pretty flexible in that. Hmm. Uh, they have heptathlete and then uh, for the man the decathlon it's it's kind of like the original cross training event right <laughs> i mean it's like you really have to master a, a wide variety of different things yes and i i don't know the order of the deck we call it the deck the decathlete um so but they do have events they have that we don't have they have the discus they have the pole vault and their running events are the 400 meters uh, and the 1500 is different. And they also have the hundred meters and the hundred meter, sorry. And the 110 hurdles. 
Okay. So you do both the, the hurdles and the sprint. Yeah. So hmm. what, what are your thoughts on that? I've talked to a couple of uh, heptathletes, female heptathletes who are like, I want to do the decathlon. I'm like, just, I want to do, I want to do that. Others are like, no, I'm fine with, with what we've got. Like that, that's plenty. What are your thoughts on that? I'm one of the others. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> the only thing for me is that pole vault. Like, I don't even know if I can pole vault. That's the one that freaks me out a bit. Um, and so one day I'll try it, but I, I'm good. I'm good with seven. I, I would like them to reduce the 800 to 400. That would yeah. be like ideal. Be fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, years ago, I used to run another sporting event called the Utah Summer Games. And one of my goals in that event was to try something new every year. And one year I did the the pole vault. And like you, I didn't know how to do it. I never tried it before. I didn't know what I was doing. And I wasn't just like my guitar. I wasn't, I'm not good <laughs> at it. I wasn't good at it then. But uh, it, it was a fun experience, but it, it's a little nerve wracking. You get up in the air and you could just as easily go backwards as you do go forwards. So correct. And yeah. are, but are you serious? Did you actually like held a pole for the first time at the meet? No, no, I, I actually went. Okay. But, 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 but almost, <laughs> I mean, almost, I probably had practiced maybe three times before the meet. So I went with the, uh, with the college track team and they tried to give me some tips and some pointers, which I was grateful for. They gave me a few drills to do that. Honestly, I could not master. They were like, here, if you sit here and you, you this, this is the movement. So you want to move your arms and your shoulders this way. And you actually did it sitting down and my brain just couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around that drill, <laughs> but, I, but I could kind of do the and I mean, kind of, <laughs> literally, I could kind of do the pole vault. So okay, I, sure, you don't need to look pretty. You got over the yeah, bar. Right? I'm sure my form was just <laughs> ugly, but I got over the bar a couple of times and, until I couldn't go up anymore. But uh, it was fun. So uh, so you, you've had this amazing Olympic experience. You've been able to compete for tw two times at the Olympics, representing your country, uh, just the highest level. That's That's got to be just like this amazing, amazing experience. Uh, you reach a point where you're like, okay, I feel like uh, I'm ready to, to take a break and do different things. But then you decided to come back to the sport. It took you a few years, but you decided to come back and compete at Masters. How how did you make that decision? Well, I had a friend from Trinidad. Her name is Geraldine. She keeps bugging me. You got to come do Masters. You got to come try Masters. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to compete again, but I'm, I'm going to exercise whatever. And she could finally convince me. Um, and so I started training. It literally, it takes about a year and a half to two years to like get back in competition shape. Yeah. Um, even, you know, so when I came back, I, I came back several times between the age of 30 and 40. So like a decade, I quit, I had kids, I tried again, I had more kids, I tried again, <laughs> I quit. Um, and then at 40, so at 38, I started training. And then at 40, I competed in my first master's championship in Lyon, France. Hmm. Wow. How, uh, how did it go the first time? I, I know you had some success there. It was pretty, it was awesome. I mean, it was a lot more competitive than I was expecting. Okay. Um, I was surprised the kind of shape I was in because a decade later, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> nearly as in shape as I was when I was 40. Um, but I think the highlight for me is when you do masters, you can drop down an age group, but you can't go up an age group. Right. So between 40 and 44 was my age group. And I dropped down to the 35 to 39. Um, and that's where I ran the four by one relay. 
Okay. Where we got the world record. And so I was the slowest and the oldest because they were all in their thirties. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was quite an experience because most of the girls on the team, I think all three of them were past Olympians as well. Really? Mm. So you had a so, stats, And they yeah. were all sprinters and yeah. I've never been a sprinter. I've just been <laughs> an athlete. And so um, I had to learn a lot. Like they really drilled. I learned so much about four by four ones that I was like, Oh my gosh, all this goes into it. The stress about dropping the baton already and missing the handoff, all of that. But there's so much technical distances, timing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my first master's championship got me hooked because being there with people my age and seeing people in their 90s, 95, Mm -hmm. um, anyone 90 and over, when they step out on the track and their event starts, they get standing ovation. It's it the best thing ever. It's like a whole Olympics again. Yeah. Um, so that really just got me. I really want to keep doing this because I love it. I love the people. I love the fact that people are moms and grandmas and career people and, you know, just your age group. And you're not like you're competitive, but it's not like, oh, I wish she false start so I can win when you're in college, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, all right, no, we're all going to do that. our best. I've heard that sometimes in here. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah, I, I love that you shared that and uh, your your juxtaposition between, you know, really the the hi- the highest competition level in the world at the Olympics, and then you know you come into a, a master setting. And you're, I mean, you're totally right. And it's the yeah. same thing at the senior games as well. Like it's still competitive. Like people yeah. want to do their oh, best. Yeah. Like nobody shows up to do mediocre. Like everybody wants to do their best, but there really is a different feeling, right? There's just, there's a lot, there's a lot less pressure, a lot less stress, uh, a lot of camaraderie and friendship and, and just, you know, hugs and high fives. Yeah. And it just, it feels like there's kind of a, you know, there's, there's obviously pros and cons to both, but just, just a different feeling. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You make amazing connections. Like I have Mm -hmm. connections with people all over the world now, um, just from competing with them and, you know, being able to see them at the championship meets again, a lot of us live so far away that we don't just compete against each other except for big meets. Yeah. And so it becomes this huge reunion, big hugs, high five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're cheering each other on in the high jump. You can do it. You know, we're we're clapping. We want everybody to do their best. It's just, it's it's just such a good feeling. Like I've trained for a year just for this. And 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 that is so satisfying to be there and have that support. You supporting others and they're supporting you. Yeah, I yeah. Love you've just you've just perfectly defined yep. what we love so much about being a part in the in the Huntsman World Senior yeah. Game. So, uh, so thank you and and congratulations on your success. And uh, what are your thoughts? Are you going to keep going, or are you going to reach a point where you're like, yeah, it's enough? I know someone just asked me this past week. So you're still training? I said, yeah. Why not? I'll stop when <laughs> I can't go anymore. So I have no intentions of stopping. Again, although I retired like four times because my yeah. kids were little. And so now that they're, you know, I've got two driving and my youngest is 13. I don't plan to stop again unless yeah. I'm injured. And even if I injured, I'm going to recover and come back. So I literally have to not be moving in order not to compete. I love it. I wow. Love it. That, that's that's such a great way to yeah. approach life. Yeah. I mean, what what it, regardless of what your sport is, if it's track and field or softball or or golf or 
you know, maybe it's just running around after the grandkids <laughs> or whatever it is to, to keep yourself moving, to keep yourself active uh, is just the way to go, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way that we enjoy life. Yes, yes. And not everybody loves sports. I mean, there's so many other things that they have loved and enjoyed in the youthful days that they've given up. And I hope people can just find that flame again. Um, because it once you love something and you reconnect with that, it brings you so much joy and just so much fulfillment in life to just keep going and have fun with it. The older you get too, it's less stressful. You're like, I'm just having fun. Yes, I'm working hard. I'm training hard, but it is fun. I love it. I love it. It's it's so true. And again, we just, we just get to see that Mm -hmm. firsthand up close and personal uh, here at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Now I did, I have to admit, I did a little bit of internet stalking on you and I found (laughs) that you and I are the same age. You were born on the 20th of January. Uh Uh, (laughs) And I was born on the 9th of January of the same year. Well, you, mine can't be hidden. I have a Wikipedia page. Like, I That's where I found that was on Wikipedia. So. All over the internet. So, well, hooray. Thank you're 74. So, yeah, we're both, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both 49 you're 11 days old. older than me. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a little bit, but we're, we're both 49. And uh, I'm just going to say it. That means that you're eligible to compete in the Huntsman World Senior Games next year. I, oh, I already know that. I, <laughs> you know, some people are like, oh, 50, oh, 50. That's how I was when I was turning 40. I'm like, ew. And no. then I'm like, I love being 40. What was wrong with me? And now <laughs> I can't wait to turn 50. Like, I'm so excited because my implements are lighter. My javelin is also lighter. My, my distance is about the same. But my hurdles are closer just so many benefits for me. I'm excited to turn 50. Bring it on. I'm going to tell you, that's the other thing I love about senior and master sports, but seniors specifically, uh, and especially because like most people, you know, after a certain age, after like what, 14 or 15, like you don't want to get older anymore. Right. Right. Maybe it's 21 for 21, whatever, but you don't want to get older. But then you hit this point where it's like, I get to be the young kid in the age group. So every five years is like a celebration. Right. 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 I love it. I love it. I've been, I've been to officiate and help at the Huntsman games in the past. I was in my probably very early forties. Loved it. Love to yeah. be in there. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're very excited for this year, yeah. and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you come and compete with us next year. For sure. <laughs> Again, I'm just putting you on the spot because <laughs> I will. I will be there. Like, hello. I love it. I love I it. have to be there. No, that's that's fantastic. So you've kind of touched on it a little bit. We've we've got about a minute left. Um, what advice do you have for people uh, as they're you know approaching aging? Like, how how do you think that they should approach it? Well, I will admit when I was 15, I thought 40 was like, oh, ancient, right? <laughs> right. Like oh, gray hair. Um, but as you get older, really, the older you get, the wiser you are. And mm-hmm. if you can't find yourself, the older you get, you'll be miserable. So go out there and find the things that you love to do. Even if when you did it back in, you know, when you were 20, you can't do it now. Find something else. Find something passionate to do. Um, because that's going to drive you every day. That's just going to bring you so much joy. I think that's just such Perfect. great advice. And like I said, like that, that's not just about sports. Right. That's just life, right? Just get out there, find your thing, whatever that is, and then latch onto it mm-hmm. and just love it. Just live with passion. Yeah. Uh, obviously you've been able to find that for yourself, Marcia. We, we wish you the the best in yes. that and, and congratulations again on all of your uh, <laughs> athletic success over the years. And uh, seriously, we're, we're excited. We're yeah. excited to, 
to uh, have you come out next year and, and be a part of the games. And we're looking forward to some great things from you. And I want to see you pole vaulting because guess who else qualifies next year? <laughs> <laughs> now there's the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, we haven't we haven't offered pole vaulting uh, up to this point, but we might have to we, not, we might have to introduce it. We might. we might have to introduce it. Okay, okay. Marcia, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Nothing but the best in the future for you. Yeah. Okay. There's a the, there, the challenge. There the, it is. The gauntlet the, is down. Has been put down. Okay. <laughs> we got to figure out how to get pole vaulting into the game. So no, that would be a lot of fun. Hey, just a quick okay. reminder, just to wrap us up here. It's time to register. Yes, it is. Now is the time you can do that as well as find all of our schedules, rules, frequently asked questions, mm -hmm. all at seniorgames.net. Yep. And be sure that you're taking full advantage of our early bird pricing, mm -hmm. which goes until August 1st. Mm -hmm. But we do fill up some of our sports rather yeah. quickly. So you might want to get yourself registered early and then just use that as a motivation to stay training and right. stay exercising and keep things moving along. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere where you find your favorite mm -hmm. podcasts. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating, write a quick review. You can do that very easily on your iPhone. Just scroll down to the bottom of your Apple's podcast app and then shoot us some stars there. And then, of course, you can find this and previous shows right on our website. Once again, that is seniorgames.net. So mm -hmm. check that out. Today's inspirational thought is a great reminder when you get stuck in life, which sometimes happens to mm -hmm. all of us, right? Mm -hmm. It's from Eleanor Roosevelt. She says, you must do the things you think you cannot do. Mm. Until next Thursday, stay active.